You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Vegas. It's rock. It's dogs. It's Vegas Rock Dog Radio. A rock and roll show all about pets, people, and pop culture. Stand by for great guests and cool advice. All in one rocking hour. The phone lines are open at 702-483-4444. That's 702-483-4444. Now, let's bring on the host. Here is the rock and roll queen of dogs, Sam. Welcome to the show, animal lovers. I'm Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs, and you are listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio, a rock and roll show all about pets, people, and pop culture. And we are live from Las Vegas, and we're going to have a fantastic show today because our wonderful friends over in Spain have run over to the bar next door from where they are to get a good Wi-Fi connection. (laughs) And maybe a little drink of sangria or something. She probably needs that from the stress. But uh, hang on in there, Tina, because uh, we are going to do a couple of little uh, pieces of information and stuff for everyone listening in before we get to our fantastic interview. So uh, do you see if they're connected, Mike? Are they connected? I think we've got her on. Do you want to say hi to her? Let's say a quick hello before we do our... Let me turn the switches on here. Go ahead. See if she's there. (laughs) Are you there, Tina? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, Tina and Nina, we can yeah. hear you. <laughs> yeah, I know you probably need that drink. <laughs> well, hang on in there. We've got a couple of things we need to cover at the top of the show, but stay there, stay put. I know we've got loads of people wanting to listen in, listen in today. It's going to be a great show, so hang on in there. <laughs> Just stay okay. right where you are. <laughs> so if you are listening in for the first time, and I hope you are new to the show and you will like the show, so we cover tons and tons of topics uh, covering pets, people, and pop culture. And we have guests from all over the world. Like I was saying, we've got Tina and Nina from Galgos del Sol Rescue in Murcia. Uh, I was going to say Murcia, Las Vegas. <laughs> no. Murcia, Spain. And we've had Tina on the show before, but it was a year ago, and I thought it would be a fantastic time to do an update because it's amazing what can happen in a year. And uh, I think you're going to really, really, really be drawn into Tina's story and how this rescue all happened. So if you are listening in for the first time, you can find us in a variety of places online. We're usually on Periscope today, but not we're not doing it today. <laughs> because we are dealing with other technical stuff. So that's too much to juggle. But if you are on Periscope, you can find us at Vegas Rock Dog. And our website for the show is VegasRockDogRadio.com. That's where you can listen live to the show. That's where you'll get all our, all our updates. We'll tell you who's coming on the show. And then you can listen to an archived show. So if you miss a show, you can go back. It's really easy. Facebook, you're going to find us at Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Twitter is Vegas Rock Dog Show. Drop the W at the end. And Instagram, Vegas Rock Dog. We have clothing, believe it or not, for 10 years for rock and roll dogs and their humans. And you'll find all of that stuff over at VegasRockDog.com. Our blog is TheRockAndRollDog.com. And that's where we do reviews, giveaways, funny videos, just a really fun place to go and see, you know, what, what we find are the most interesting things on the internet product-wise and that kind of stuff. And if you uh, are on Google+, Plus, you're going to find me at Sam Ratcliffe. And we do have an app, and you'll go to yap.us, Y-A-P-P dot U-S. It's free. Download it. And then download Vegas Rock Dog Radio into the app itself. That way you can listen to our show, all our information's at your fingertips. And if we actually do an announcement, you'll get a message on your phone. Ding, ding. <laughs> ding ding <laughs> that's Jim say hello Jim <laughs> hello everyone I'm here and I will be bringing you profound <laughs> ponderances throughat the day <laughs> me and I could just look at each other shake had my hands. coffee and my cashews I so feel I'm like he's had go. 10 cups of coffee because he's he's mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to scrape him off the ceiling today it was one other thing I was gonna say oh yes and you Christmas can fi- is coming Christmas is coming you can find our oh, bug. <laughs> you can find our archive shows on iTunes as well. Mm, that's fancy. That's really fancy. Okay, so we have a tip of the week before we get to our fantastic interview.
interview and our wonderful guests. And that is, it's a great time of year to do this. All our pets need a comfortable bed since they spend a great deal of the day lounging and sleeping. We have a Jack Russell, very high energy, but if she's not running, she's just laid out. That's not lay, That's not sleeping. That's called recharging. Oh, yeah, that it is. She recharges. It's like plugging in a hybrid car. I must video this dog when we give her her dinner. It, it, you've, you, she's like a, a, a whirly, whirling dirt. Whirling, whirling dervish, a whirling. You know what a whirling dervish is? No. Find Mike a whirling dervish on your or phone. Or a wild banshee. Both combined. Whirling dervish. Remember the the Cossacks, the Russians pre pre uh, communist they, revolution. Yeah, they yeah. would do that <laughs> dance on their knees with their <laughs> arms crossed. Yeah. Those were the whirling dervishes. Okay. No, they whirl. No, they whirl. They whirl too. They, no, they kind of, whirl. I think that's what. I think that was kind of the the uh, inspiration for the witches' soldiers in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Ooh, do they whirl? You killed the witch. No, no, no. she's dead. Ooh, Find Mike a video of a whirling dervish. Hail Dorothy. <laughs> he knows what a whirling dervish. Do you know what is? we were watching the other day? And I'm totally off subject. The Wizard of Oz. I'm totally off subject now. We were watching Willy Wonka, the new one that was with Johnny Depp. Yeah. I made it to Augustus Gloop getting sucked <laughs> up the pipe, and then I passed out. I don't remember. He kept saying, "Passed that." I don't remember this bit. And I'm like, you do. Why don't, why don't you not remember any of this film? And we keep watching it. And then I turn to Jim and I go, I don't think either of us ever seen this movie. <laughs> we, we hadn't. I was trying to convince him he just got a bad memory. And then I realized I not seen it either. And I didn't understand anything that was going on. So I've completely gone off my path here. Well, while we're at it, a little current <laughs> events today. Oh, can I just finish this no, tip of the week? No, because this is very important. It has to do with dogs. <laughs> no, come on, because I don't want to, I need to save all I my know. time with Tina. Go on. The Army makes major change to those iconic dog tags. No longer will soldiers' social security numbers be printed on their dog tags. You know, blood type, all mm-hmm. kinds of religion, all that kind of stuff. You could steal a soldier's identity right from a yes, piece of metal could. hanging from his yeah. neck. So, but how will they be identified? So just a couple days ago, they have a, a secure ID number now versus their... Uh, a 10-digit ID number is going to be issued, and uh, I see. those deploying get priority. They're switching over. No more Social Security numbers on dog tags. So that's a pop culture portion of the show today. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jim. And uh, thought I'd is... get that in because, you know, you never know. I have to get uh, get it in when I can because you talk faster than I do. You, well, you know, if you haven't learned after 20 years, then there's no hope. That's right. <laughs> there's yeah. just no hope, is the mic, well, really? I, I pretty much... She's social media. I'm anti-social media. <laughs> I gave up years ago, man. Just let her have whatever she wants, man. Yeah, you know? Ivory. <laughs> you just keep going, man, and that but big it, ticket item is on your way, but man. It, but it worked. Big birthday's coming up. I get my first colonoscopy and my first big ticket item oh of my the 50s. gosh. This Yee. show's gone down the tubes, hasn't it? Literally. literally. <laughs> I've already been down that path there, sir. <laughs> that path? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm going to bring this back on track. Why don't we get to the guest? Let me do a tip of the week. It's very quick. So our pets need a comfortable bed since since they spend a great deal of their day lounging and sleeping. And this goes for pets in, I still call them pets, in rescue. And when you look for a pet bed, there's several things you need to keep in mind. First, you should buy a bed that fits the size of your pets. And buy 20 like my wife does <laughs> and have them all around the house. Yeah, and I stack them. And we have double stacks and triple stacks and they look fantastic. And it's supreme comfort for my dogs. But make sure it's big enough. If you've got a Great Dane, you can buy a big bed. Yes, it's going to cost more, but you need them to be comfortable. And if your pet likes to curl up in a ball inside the bed, which our little Jack Russell loves to do, then a round bed with a bolster is a good choice. And if you have a pet that likes to burrow, like our Jack Russell, they have these pouch beds, and they're fabulous. So, um... Give them the bed that fits their personality and how they like to sleep. And if you've got a pet who likes to stretch out when they sleep, get a larger bed, particularly those that like to sleep on their back, like Galaxy looks like a cockroach. <laughs> she likes she likes to spread out, doesn't she, Jim? Mm. And uh, for me, I can't stand a bed that you can't clean. Ugh, that makes me crazy. Love for beds with removable covers, and they need to be soft and washable. And, of course, if you've got senior pets, they may, may need an orthopedic bed or a heated bed, and they're on the market. It, and that makes them even more comfortable. And for those of you that do use a crate as a sleeping area, make sure it has a very, very deep, comfortable ooh, pad. I'm knocking things over here. So that's my tip of the week. Buy the right bed. And since it's Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate or just for no reason at all, go and buy your pet a nice, new, clean bed. So that's my tip of the week. So... This is it. We're getting to this fantastic interview. Let me tell you something. Tina Wells-Solera and 
uh, Nina are going to be online with us in a second. And Tina was the founder and is the founder and president of Galgos del Sol in Murcia, uh, Spain. Tina was a guest a year ago. And I felt like I really needed to bring her back to talk about the progress that I've witnessed in their journey to building a rescue center in Spain. And if you've never lived in Spain, you may not know how difficult that is. Just building something is very, very difficult in Spain. Permits and, uh, I mean, that in itself. But she is tackling something that's, that's, been, that's culturally very, very difficult for Galgos dogs in Spain. And we're going to talk about all of this stuff. And she founded <coughs> she founded the rescue in 2010 after she moved her family to Spain in search of a better life and they were shocked to find themselves surrounded by animal cruelty and neglect and took on the challenge to do something about it and she didn't have any support there was the economy crash there was the betrayal of a volunteer uh, that led to a family breakdown and, and stress that I can't even begin to imagine and today we're going to talk about all of the, those elements and the light at the end of the tunnel are you there tina and nina we're here yeah you sound great really clear fantastic did you have a drink uh, we've got a coffee <laughs> and a big bag of jelly babies oh i haven't had a jelly baby in forever it sounds gross doesn't it mike what's a jelly baby it's a it's a it's a sweet a candy and we eat the heads first you need to show mike oh, a picture mike, of a jelly baby don't talk to english people about candy because they're <laughs> snobs and they'll go on and on and on <laughs> And we don't know any better because he, we're Americans. He says this, but let me tell you something. He sure likes to eat my English chocolate and candy. And you sure oh, like to I'm hide sure. it from me. And I, I like to hide it, Tina. You know what's funny? Because we have uh, English friends here. And we had a friend that posted that uh, her husband's American children were upset because she didn't share her English chocolate. She said, do you think I'm bad? And all of us were like, no, that's totally acceptable. Do not yeah, share. Sure. They didn't grow up with it. They can't fully appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. We endorsed that behavior. So how, how are you doing? How are you doing tonight in Spain? Are you, are you, are you, um, is it a good night? <laughs> we arrived to our destination to come and talk to you 10 minutes early to find no Wi-Fi. <laughs> so we tried to set up a hotspot. Now we're in the cafe next door <laughs> fighting the football match, the music, the coffee machine and everything else. So I hope you can hear us okay. Well, considering the stuff that you've been challenged with since 2010, that's probably nothing for you anyway. <laughs> Nothing, nothing. It's well, laughable. Well, but you know what? I will say that about what comes across about all of your social media posts is that you have a certainly have a sense of humour about a lot of the things that happen. And I think if you didn't have that, you probably would have shut shop a long time ago. So I think that's a fantastic trait that you've got. Uh, before we get started, tell everybody your website, where they can find you on social media, and where they can donate to you. Uh, the website is galgosdelsol.org and you can find us on Facebook, just type in Galgos Del Sol and all the donation details are on the webpage. Just galgosdelsol.org and then click donations. Now, are you on Instagram, Tina? Oh, yeah, I am on Instagram and Twitter, but I'm kind of still learning about all that. So, yeah, yeah. you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, but don't be expecting too much just yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one thing I don't like about Instagram, and because I, I love posting pictures, I mean, don't get me wrong, but you can't put a live link within the post that you put up no oh, so you and you can't put a lot of info on either no. and our posts you know are usually quite lengthy but yeah you know, so we're doing it bit by bit yeah I mean for me I just you know I'm like oh. I mean I know people say go to the link in the profile but oh, I'd like to make it even easier for people <laughs> you know <laughs> but I did hear one good thing is I manage a couple of accounts is that you'll be able to log in to you'll be able to add multiple accounts into Instagram soon so at least that's one thing you know right. um, are you on Periscope by any chance? No, I've never even heard of that. Oh, Tina, I think you would really like this. i tell you something. I think you'd really like it. It's live streaming. And I've been talking to quite a few rescues to use it when they have their adoption events. So it's live from their location. They can show all the dogs that they've got, all the cats, and say, hey, this is where we are right now. It's just a very exciting 
kind of feeling because it's because it is live and again it costs you nothing which is wonderful but i found that people really start to engage and twitter own it so if you've got a twitter account the minute that you go on periscope it broadcasts to your twitter people hey you know Gal Sol is live on Periscope. And I just oh, think, okay. you see, because I know you're fantastic with video, and I think this would kind of work very well with what you already do. So people just see real life what's happening. Um, and I think that might be something for you. But I'm going to send you a link for that. But I do have a couple, yeah, couple, of, do have a couple, of, couple of friends using it, cost you nothing. And it's, you know, it's a no frills platform. You know, some people want to try and put some lighting up. <laughs> filters I'm like it's not that it literally is turn it on and broadcasting live so I just think that's a, a simple you know kind of low um, low effort kind of platform but as I say broadcast straight to Twitter and then everybody hops on there so it's just another way to get more people on board with what you do and who doesn't love to look at dogs I mean come on <laughs> exactly I mean I mean the names you have for these dogs are fantastic I mean they've all got the characters haven't they Tina yeah, and we're really trying through video more and more to bring those characters out so that we can home them into the correct homes. I, um, they, they do. They all have their own personalities, but we've got 114 right now, and it's <gasps> really hard to, to get all those personalities out there. But I think the video does a really great job of that. It does. I have to tell you this, Tina. I think if there's any rescues listening, they should really follow your page because you've hit on something. I call it the Galgos del Sol reality show. <laughs> I go in to tune in for the next episode because I really do think... Like you say, video really conveys their personalities. They've got these cute names. They've all got these these antics they get up to, like granny pants climbing over <laughs> that uh, gate. How old is she? How old is granny pants? Uh, she's about 15. <laughs> and it's just so funny because she's the naughtiest out of all of them. She's so naughty and she just gets away with everything yeah. because, because of who she is and she knows it. I tell you. No, she's hilarious. <laughs> I, I loved it. The video started with, you haven't seen it yet, Jim, but the video started by saying, you know, we wonder who's climbing o- at night, who's climbing over, you know, the gate thing. And sure enough, it was granny pants climbing over. I, I just laughed so, and didn't it say just oh at the end of the video? <laughs> yeah. like, oh. We were like, it couldn't possibly be granny pants because she's like really old and then, and then there she goes and the dog's like whoa and I mean it's just and I think it's a brilliant way to get people on board with what you do and I think that's why you've got 30,000 people on your Facebook page and when you run these campaigns people are invested in the, the reality show characters and I think they're also very invested in, in you and the work that you do so I kind of want to rewind a little bit for people that don't know your story so you decided to move to Spain with the family what were your expectations you know and your dreams for going to Spain what did you have in mind um it was just really more quality time with the kids I wanted you know growing up in England was just getting more and more difficult because of the crime the bullying in schools the kids were growing up so quickly there now you know girls yeah. are 13 heavily caped in makeup yeah, I know. <laughs> and I just really what I loved about Spain was that children are still children yes. the community spirit family yeah um so we really just wanted better quality time together the weather of course was yeah. a big factor and to be outside more you know the, the winters in the UK were really depressing I didn't think I could possibly do another one right so so we decided to move quickly because whilst the kids were young so they could be fluent you know yeah. uh, three and four they were so we wanted them to get through school easily we didn't want to wait six seven years and disrupt their education yeah um, and that, that was, yeah, that was the dream. We and just I, wanted to... And I relate, Tina. I mean, I lived there for 10 years. My, my mom, strangely enough, just flew over to England yesterday for Christmas. But I relate, you relate, having visited a few times, don't you, Jim? Mm. About that slower pace, uh, the, the family aspect is very, very strong. And like you say, you know, the 13-year-olds... Yeah, I, I had to get used to the manana response. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was like, wow, like, why does everything yeah. take w- so long? I would want something manana. No, I don't know about that. But after the first two weeks of being there, he was like, oh, I get it. I totally get this this lifestyle. And I mean, heck, the wine's yeah. great. The culture's great. I mean, there's some wonderful things about living in space. I totally relate. So here, here, so here you are, moving your family out there. Big, big move. Um, all these expectations. And then you have a really unexpected turn by what you discovered once you moved there. So what was that that actually made you realize, oh, hang on, 
maybe that life of bliss might have just changed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, it was, I mean, even when we moved here in 2007, it was a hell of a lot worse on the streets than what it is now. Yeah. But just um, around the restaurants, you'd have like packs of eight to ten dogs living rough, scavenging for food. Um, it, you know, just dead dogs everywhere. It was really a shock and at first I was listening to the locals you know don't feed them because it encourages breeding it makes it worse and oh, gosh. I, I was trying to kind of understand that but it just wasn't working out I was so, like I can't I so can't live here and, and do this so it was a cultural thing uh, there there were there were mindsets um, towards dogs that were different especially Mufia um oh just Sorry, some people have just come into the bar. I'm just going to ask them if we can have two seconds. Because oh, I can't. Um, oh, are you English or Spanish? Espanol English? Oh, we're just, we're, just actually, uh, we're just actually doing a radio interview. We asked the lady if we could just have um, this for 10 minutes. Is that okay? All quiet. Yeah, is that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's because we, we ran out of Wi-Fi next door, so we had to come here in an emergency. No, sorry. <laughs> that was awkward. Oh, um, yeah, be quiet. <laughs> get out. It's a bar, but get out. No, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. He heard that. Um, okay, so what was I saying? Um, Oh, yeah, the, the cultural. The, um, well, Mufia, I think, is still behind the rest of Spain. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's, very, it's very difficult because it is a cultural thing. I think they haven't, um, here, there hasn't been the access to the kind of information that you've got, that we've got in the UK, Yeah, uh, maybe in the north of Spain. And uh, I, I just think it is just the case of education. I mean, even some very good friends of mine, will let their dog out at eight o'clock in the morning. And if the dog comes back, great. If not, they'll get another one a few months later. Oh. And they just don't understand. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> they just, you know. Wow. Let me ask you this question. Uh, I, I found that Spanish law has a tiered system with regards to pets. And the Galgos dogs, which uh, that we're going to talk about today, are actually not considered pets, but considered goods like farm equipment. Um, yeah, they are. They are. They're hmm. not seen as pets, but that is changing slowly, especially with the younger generation here. But Mufia is still behind. I mean, I think we only adopted four out locally last year, okay. and I think two, two of those were English people. So, uh -huh. yeah, it's very, very slow here in Mufia. But we're trying to spread the word that these are great pets, but they're just. It's a hunting dog. That's what they. They're just not pet worthy. Now, now, um, for anyone that's listening in that's never heard about a Galgos dog, how are they ending up on the streets? What's the biggest problem that, you know, how they're, because I know people are going, well, why are there so many dogs on the streets and dead dogs? Um, well, basically, the hunting season for competition is generally kind of September, October to February. If the, if the Galgo is any good, um, the, you know, that dog would be kept on. But if not, it's chucked out, you know, abandoned or Terrible. killed. It's, um, it's just terrible, isn't I, it? I think more abandoned at the moment. And they, they don't want to, you know, well, like you say, it's not even about, hey, we've got money to feed them all year round. They just go, ah, they're not, they're not as good as this one, so they have to go. Yeah, yeah. And, and the problem, there isn't, especially in Mufia, there isn't any kind of backup system for them. There's, there's nowhere for these dogs to go. Yeah. Spain's allowing this uh, big sport, this competition, this um, cultural sport, but there is no, there's no kind of system afterwards when there's nowhere, when yeah. the Galgo can't compete or hunt. You know, what do they do with that dog? And so it's, and, it's become acceptable then for them, hasn't it? For, for the Galgos, it's become acceptable that, well, we just get rid of them. And that's that. You know, because yeah, that's what well, everybody does. Yes, it is, but the Galgaris very much deny it. I mean, um. whenever you speak to a Galgari, they've never, ever abandoned a Galgo, <laughs> yet picked up over 600 in four years. So uh, they know it's wrong. But it's never them. And they know it's wrong. Well, well how, how did this, you know, just so the listeners have a little backstory, these dogs were considered royalty in the Middle Ages, and they were, they were revered, and they were... Um, yeah, they were loved and protected and placed in people's wills. What happened was it was it when the the monarchical society gave way toward the more socialist society that people just discarded them? Um, do you know we I talked about this with Sam last time, and there's so many different theories. It's uh, I I just can't really answer that because there are just so many different theories out there and I just don't really know and it's not something I've invested in heavily because all I kind of see is here and now 
and the future. But if, if people, there are quite a few books out there or if people want to look at how those changes happened, all the different theories, then the best thing they can maybe do is Google. But it's very hard for me to give a, a definite quick answer on that because I yeah. just don't know. Yeah, I mean, because it, it makes you wonder though, doesn't it, Tina? You think, how did it go from this, oh my gosh, this amazing dog to being dead on the street? At uh, well, what point yeah. did that turn? And it's very, very sad that it did. Now, once, once you obviously realise this horrific problem um, I saw in your video I'm going to share the video of you stashing dogs in your in your house yeah. <laughs> you know and oh kind of God. coordinating how you walked them so it looked like you had two dogs and not a hundred dogs in the house <laughs> I mean that to me tells me how much you really cared about about their situation um, and and so that's kind of how it started isn't it you know r- rescuing yeah, I, a loose turn right at that point it was just I was basically just shoving them all in the car shoving them in my bedroom the bathroom whatever but the funny thing was because our our house that we owned was so tiny and we deliberately did that because we didn't want to have any pets at that point because you know we wanted to have a very free life with no ties so and then suddenly we've got 114 dogs but but no when I was shoving them all in the house and the car I was having to continually walk maybe three or four at a time so the neighbors would be like hang on a minute you had a black one just a minute ago I was like no I didn't stop lying you know I'd, I'd swap them all again it's like wait a minute where's the white one gone what there was no white one and and I was always being watched and my stomach was always in knots it was really oh it was a nightmare I I mean it's funny but at the time it was not horrific no exactly the thing is you've probably been at a level of stress since 2010 Tina <laughs> on yeah, some yeah. level you know what I mean and that's a lot like a one woman show and a family and how did it impact your family you know with all these dogs and you know um, oh yeah it was a complete nightmare they all hated me for quite a long time because we couldn't go anywhere couldn't do anything and it's not funny when you've got you know this tiny house with these dogs peeing and pooing yeah. and barking and you, you just you can't even eat your dinner without you know last night I had to eat my dinner with my tray on the dog's head because I just couldn't <laughs> go anywhere it's like I'm surrounded by all these dogs but no it's a lot of people think it's a dream come true it's actually relentless yeah it's just so hard and I mean I I wouldn't change it for the world now this is my journey yeah. I love these dogs so much I'm going to do whatever it takes but it's not for everyone it's it, not yeah, it caused our family to it ripped us apart completely we were apart for 18 months at one point because it just was, it was so stressful it was too much because you had two thinkers didn't you that you had the dogs in so you, you were yeah. driving from one place to the next which yeah. that in itself is just incredibly stressful and you know trying to make yeah. sure a vehicle that will just hold up and I mean just I think that's why anyone listening into Rescue and listen to your story will realize well actually to be honest with you Tina it's not there aren't many rescues that every dog they bring in is injured and, and, and you're pretty much at that level aren't you where you know it, it for some reason they've always got leg injuries haven't they you know or they're pregnant you know you just had the babies not yeah. long ago and so I think that's a different level of rescue and you're trying to educate uh you know, hunters into a better way of not abandoning, not killing. But you can't also just be the dumping ground either, can you, Tina? I mean, no, the point is no. to let's change how we do things. And, and, and I think you've got a very, you had a very big struggle from 2010, but you've been making some progress though, haven't you? With some of these, um, yeah. you know. We've been attending some of the competitions, which is... Um, you know, very controversial. We've had a lot of criticism from other rescues about that. And, Interesting. But what, and especially from people abroad, but they don't understand no. because they're not here. No. We, our thinkers are right in the middle of a huge population of Galgaros. We're surrounded by it. And yes. the only way to move forward is to work with them. Yes. And it's not going to happen overnight. There isn't going to be change. Um, but, but I can already see the difference on the streets here. Nobody can tell me this isn't working. I see it every single day. I'm seeing the progress. That's, and in, that's incredible. Do you just things in, you do stuff in school? Do you educate kids? Yeah, we go we go into schools. We have due to time, and um, we haven't done as much as we would have liked. But certainly, when the centre opens, um, Samantha's taken over the education program, and that's going to be her 
kind of full-time position is Fan- just purely education with children. That's fantastic so, because if we So you have to win the local you have to, you have to yeah. bridge the cultural gap first. You have And, and she's not Spanish you, dealing with Spanish. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got this like hello. You're an, you're an outsider <laughs> telling us how to live our lives in our country. I mean that yeah, and, and do you know what's really strange? Um, the Galgueros have been more open to that than the schools. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, that's very hard for some people to understand, but the, the schools have not taken to that quite as well as the Galgueros. I can speak with the Galgueros much easier than, than we can get into the schools and educate the kids. Because, well, I, I is love it that. because the schools are tied up in the governmental red tape? It's possibly that also, I think, maybe, you know, as they are a center of education, having this outsider come along and say, <laughs> we'd like to educate in your center of education is yeah. probably... Um, difficult. Right. Whereas, you know, the Galgueros, although they're, f- for me, especially here, I can only talk about my experience with them. It's just, a lot of it's just cultural ignorance. When you talk to them and when you present options, they are quite, op- not all of them, but they are quite open to listening. Yeah. But it's, it's going to be a long, it's, you know, to, to tell a 60 year old. Yeah. <laughs> man who has hunted all his life with galgos whose grandfather hunted all his life with yeah. galgos who you know it's it's not something that can be changed easily so it's a little bit with them it's going to be a lot with the children and what i what i like about what you're saying though is <laughs> i mean and this has been one hell of a journey since 2010 is yeah. i am seeing progress and it, i think it's very hard sometimes for rescues because it's so difficult to even see sometimes progress because it gets it gets to be just so heavy and sometimes you can't see clearly but you you've done something that i think is quite remarkable in the time that you've been doing this um and i tell you what hang on in there because we're going to do a quick break and we're going to come right back to you um tina because i want okay. to talk about this this vision that you had that's now becoming a, this amazing reality for galgos and it's i think it's remarkable what you're doing so hang on in there have a quick drink we'll be right back okay. <laughs> you listen to vegas rock dog radio with me sam your host the queen of rock and roll dogs and i think i have an excellent question At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free stews. The only pet food with Red Barn Bully Sticks. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Now, let's return to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Here again, your host, the rock and roll queen of dogs, Sam. And we're back. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam, your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Jim's in studio. And just before the break, we were talking to uh, Tina uh, Solera from... Uh, Galgos del Sol in Murcia in Spain and she's got Nina with her too and just to give you a little bit of background she moved her small family over to Spain for a more relaxed family type life and that was in 2010 and came across this horrific problem out in Spain which is the hunters uh, abandoning the Galgos dogs and they look like a, a greyhound so if you're wondering what that breed is they look like a greyhound and Tina couldn't turn a blind eye because she was seeing packs of dogs running around in 
dead dogs and injured a lot of lot of injured dogs so she did something about it which was bring them all into her home so we're doing a fast forward here she brought them into her home and to try to hide the fact that she was doing this because she didn't want to bother her neighbors and stuff and uh, ended up moving into well actually what happened next is a lovely lady reached out to you and said you you could use her land and put some kennels on there is that correct yeah, she uh, she had a few galgos and but she she's in her sixties. It's something oh. she always dreamt of doing, but physically oh. uh, couldn't. So yeah, it's a great opportunity for her as well that um, we could kind of start this together. But it was very short lived. <laughs> I know because you had a volunteer that absolutely betrayed you. I know what you're saying though. When I read, when I watched the video, Tina, I think it's very hard to have someone that's on the right page and in sync with you or compliments what you're doing and I see it in rescue all the time and you realize that this person wasn't working out but then they really really did something terrible that actually it hurt the, do hurt the dogs yeah. and what you were doing um, and what was that? Um, well, there was. We had um, some great volunteers. Everything was going very smoothly, but personalities clash. Um, you know, always falls back on me to take a side to try and do something. Mm. And sometimes there is no side to take. It's just, it's just that a clash of personality. Yeah. But it, it was just one problem after another. So. It was just a very polite, hey, there's no hard feelings, but um, this is a really difficult job and maybe yeah. it's just not the right rescue for you to help. And then before we know it, um, she's gone to the police and, and sent Soprona, which is the animal police. Yeah. So they're happy for the Galgaros to have 30, 40 Galgos at a time in terrible conditions, yeah. but they'll come along to a rescue <laughs> Interesting. And, and shut us down. And when I say um, we were shut down, the charity itself was completely legal, yes. um, the paperwork. But, but here in Spain, in Mufia, to have more than five animals on a piece of land, you have to have an ecological license. Ah. And that we didn't have because it's very expensive to do that to have the you know it wasn't my land so I'm not going to invest in a in a yeah in a center at that point on something that doesn't belong to Galgos del Sol and yeah. also nobody knew us we had like 100 followers on Facebook at that point right. um, I mean that is so, so damaging I, I can't imagine how that felt knowing all of a sudden now how long did they take you to shut down and get them out of there they said, because all the dogs were in good condition, I mean, we should have, usually it's a heavy fine, uh. but because the dogs were in good condition, they all had water, shelter, etc. They gave us 30 days to move the dogs, Oof. and then we wouldn't have, have the fine. But, you know, they knew what was going to happen. We're just going to move them yeah. to another legal thinker. That's right. And, uh, but they don't care, but they have to do something if someone denounces you. So... <laughs> Gosh. Um, and that and that was I don't even think they really wanted to come and do that but they had to because that's the law so yeah we just moved the dogs to two more illegal thinkers and I've been hiding and looking over my shoulder ever, ever since. since and I'm t it's really hard because everybody you let in it's can I trust this person yeah. are they gonna screw me over and I'm gonna be out on the streets with 114 dogs yeah um, so you, Terrible. Oh, just to have this center almost ready for the I dogs know. to move on to is just a massive relief and so this, so this was your dream is I'm, I'm going to have this center it's not just a center for the Galgos to be there and we can adopt them out it's an educational center as well and yeah. I mean at the time what, did, what was your first fundraising campaign to try and start get these funds and what was the very first thing that you did Okay, so the very, very first, bearing in mind we need to raise just over a million euros. <laughs> just a small goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The very first thing we did was um, a time capsule, and it was Sam's idea, our volunteer Sam, and I thought, oh, that's so cute, let's do it. Right. We raised 10 euros. <laughs> Oh my god! It was like okay, let's move on to the next one quickly. <laughs> but so it was the, the first ten. <laughs> it was like okay, this is going to be slow. Um, and then the next one was the sixteen dogs. No, no, sorry. Then we had the anonymous donor um, triple offered to triple all the donations that came in. <gasps> so we did the sixteen. Was it the sixteen dogs a day? We did an yeah. auction. We did we did all sorts of things, and we've had a lot of fun. I think we've they've been very creative campaigns and. and Bear in mind, it's not everybody where you live that's participating in this. I mean, you've now got this worldwide network of people that are on board with this. I mean, that's 
Is that not amazing when you think about it from like, well, we landed in Spain and we saw all these dogs and now we've got this amazing <laughs> network all over the world. I mean, it's yeah, just to it's, me. Um, yeah, it's just amazing. We, locally, the support is growing now because now that we're getting closer to the center, we can allow ourselves to open up a little bit more. Um, but no, the, the supporters abroad, America, the UK, Belgium, it's, it's just um, you know, many other countries, just amazing. It could never have happened without any of them. And you never. know what? What I love, like I said, coming back to how you've got this this reality show that goes on online. All of yes. that has played into how you raise money. And right now, you're doing the Christmas crumbs, which made me laugh. Which is kind of like your your uh, advent calendar, isn't it? Of Galgo Dogs. Yeah. But it's well, last year we did this advent calendar, and well, I was kind of just on my own making the videos last year, and literally I was making them at one. Minute to midnight just to get them on <laughs> for that day and it got so stressful that I said I'm never ever doing, doing that, that again, again. <laughs> but this year we've got uh, Nina here and she's helping me with filming and stuff and I was like well we, we've done the advent calendar let's do the Christmas crumbs they're kind of like the ones that get left behind it was, so, it was so I tell you something I look forward to that every single day and and people just love it and I love how people want to they address the dogs themselves in the post they're like oh granny pants you're so cheeky and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic and I think that's the secret it's, it's so funny because I think people actually think that Hank is a walking talking <laughs> painting dog <laughs> sometimes I'm like no really he doesn't talk he doesn't no, yes talk. he does yes he does <laughs> <laughs> well Nina's doing a brilliant job with the video because I mean when you try to do it all it's so difficult but I think that's your secret I think video is your secret because it's the reality show that everybody loves to get on board with it is yeah. very very funny but I think you're also with that last video I think you were very brave to put out your last video which it tells your story of hey we're full of hope oh my gosh we got here this is a flipping nightmare and we were betrayed and then our family fell apart and then you know and I think it's it's I think it's quite a brave thing to actually put that out there for a startup but I think it's also very inspiring for anyone that thinks they yeah. can start a rescue or in rescue and, and having doubts about what they're doing that you you start to see this this light at the end of the tunnel which is your center that you're building so what phase are you at right now uh, we're still on phase one uh, the first block is almost done so that first block will house between 60 and 90 galgos amazing um, and then the second block the platform's down and then in February we're going to have a big fundraiser to get the walls up and those walls are going to be 41,000 euros oh. so it's, it needs to be a big yeah we're just preparing for getting ideas together for that now so it's going to be a big challenge but I'm like really looking forward to it but it won't be a time capsule <laughs> no it won't be the time capsule and I love that idea I have no idea why no one did that well yeah, I'll tell you something I do like Sam and you in the videos you just had those uh, portable offices the cabins yeah, are they shipping containers so I laughed so hard what it was Sam is Jim they were paint they painted the outsides of them uh, Tina was painting to the nails and had to be like dragged up to help in the paint it's a really funny video but sam's opening the doors to these they look like shipping containers opens the doors but they've actually superimposed like like a penthouse inside i mean it's hilarious so that's i just thought that was really really funny but i'm sure that's how you view those officers they're like flipping penthouses to us we've got we've got officers this is amazing and i mean they, they were covered in graffiti when you got them weren't they and, oh and you just yeah, no they're, they're really small and dingy and, <laughs> and i can't imagine that i'm gonna get inspired to be creative to do anything <laughs> in those but i'll try <laughs> you need some nice Bright yellow paint inside, <laughs> but I just no. I just laughed. But I think people really celebrate in every every goal that you meet because I, I'm sure, I don't know how often you look back to 2010, but when you do, and as an outsider, I think, gosh, that is incredible to do what she's doing right now, and the change it's going to make in your area, and then in hopefully you know, it will spread from there and, and the ripple effect. And I also like the fact that your kids are involved. Now your kids, they're athletic. Oh my gosh. Are they on, yeah. they're on teams, aren't they? Trinity's on a bike team, swim team, but we haven't, she's going to go on a triathlon team next year. She's kind of holding back and keeping her options open. Right. And I just, if she carries on, she'll be, she'll do very well. Well, I love the fact that they were, um, they were going to have Gal Gosses all on their shirts, weren't they? When they were competing. 
Uh, the bike team, we raise money to sponsor their um, outfits. So they'll be cycling around, competing around Spain with Galgas del Sol uh. kit on. And it's a really, really good kit, which Mary Lou, our USA president, designed. I love it. That's so that's paid for and sponsored, and they should be getting those pretty soon. But if Trinity makes it big time, she's going to be sponsored by Galgas del Sol, whether she likes it or not. <laughs> Well, I think your kids are very sweet with the dogs and I see them on the videos and I, I think that is also the secret of changing how people look at animals and how they treat animals. Uh, we had an incident last night. We went over to Henderson to their winter fest to see the light turn, the, you know, the tree turn on the lights and I walked in there and they had pony rides and they had ponies strapped to this metal contraption that goes round and round and round. It's just been raining. It's freezing cold here right now on hard concrete and they look like their spirits were broken and just going yeah. round in circles and it made me sick and I turned around and we left uh, and I thought you know what and I know some parents know it's wrong but the minute and they go oh but my kid loves it but the minute you plop your kid on the back of a pony and they think it's acceptable and that's how it goes to the next generation so I think what you're doing and certainly your kids and I'm sure their friends think they're either great or crazy or the mom's crazy you know but to be able to spread that that to the younger ones is I think very very important and Jim and I are actually going to try and meet with our mayor about it because I'm not happy about that at all <laughs> at all I mean no. it's so it's we, so we dark ages that's very common here. you know what I tell you where they banned it Tina was uh, and I was surprised up in Mijas uh, Mijas because I used to live in uh, Malaga and they've banned it in, uh, in Mijas, which I'm thrilled about that. My sister just sent me the information. So I just hope that spreads as well. But I, I felt, it made me sick. It made me sick to my stomach yesterday. This poor, poor yeah. ponies. Oh, and they nice. would have been left out last night. And I've seen it. They put like a temporary, it's like a corral. It's not even a corral, to be honest. It's on the main road. You know, it's on the concrete. And I'm like, no, no I can't. I have to do something about this as well now. Add it to my list of everything else. But oh, I certainly yeah. don't have the challenge that you have so i certainly uh, look to you you know for some inspiration well what if somebody wanted to rescue one of your dogs and they lived in another country and they were coming to spain on holiday what uh what what are the steps uh, someone would have to take if well they couldn't say for example someone from the usa wanted to adopt a dog we do adoptions in the usa we have a, a registered charity there which is run by mary lou but we our adoptions are mainly through galgo pedenco support and you can find them on facebook so they do all the home checks which is Thelma, all the reference checks uh, the contracts but nobody can come and just pick up a dog without having go gone through that process first we, we have to be absolutely certain that these are going to the best homes because they've been through so much and they're not always easy dogs. They've had a lot of trauma. Um, yeah. People need to be ready, you know. Yeah, they do because, like you say, that they're not coming from, oh, somebody just didn't want their dog and they got it off at a rescue, you know. Like you say, they might have some physical challenges and, and certainly what they've been through. Uh, and it seems to be like most of the dogs that you get. But, you know, I love it when I see all those transport videos to, to the States. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And then they used, they're the next photo is they're on the couch <laughs> in their new home. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've got some friends. to find the couch, but... <laughs> We've, we've got no, some friends. Um, all, those, all those checks need to be done first. The same with the UK, um, same with Bel any country really. And here as well, there always has to be the home check, the references, um, after checks. Yeah. Uh, we, we just want, we go through so much here with them that that the ultimate goal is that they're in the best place. So and, and I think it's not a case of just turn them out the door. It's a case of they have to get to the best place. And I think what you do by, by put, putting all that together is you, you get people to, you know, kind of like say back what they used to be, revere these dogs, look up to these dogs. Gosh, this is a privilege to have one of these dogs. Look what they're making me go through to get one of these dogs, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's oh, the kind of person you want yeah. that's like, I made it through. Uh, I made it through all the checks and stuff and this dog is being with me and I just I just love everything that you do now if you had some advice to give yourself looking back what would you tell Tina of England 2010 <laughs> to Tina of Spain right now <laughs> when it comes what's the best piece of advice you could give yourself or you do give yourself right now or your pep talk what is it you say to I, yourself I think the best I think if I could go back to the beginning it would be that I 
got rid of any negativity around me much quicker. Right. Any, anything, anybody that's trying to hold me down, trying to criticize me, trying to make me feel bad, I just wish. And now I can do it. Now yeah. I can do that. Okay, this person is not going in the right direction with me. I, I, I've learned how to do that. But before, I really suffered over this kind of stuff. I yeah. felt guilty about everything. Well, you're human. I, oh, you I don't know. want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I just, no. I, I wish I could have learned to do that much quicker. But sometimes, like sometimes, the 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 need for the for the dogs is greater than the need for being overly sensitive about someone's feelings. You know, because rescue is tough anyway. You have kind of got to be a little tough anyway in rescue. And so, yeah. sometimes you're not a fit. Sometimes you're a great fit. You know, and it sounds like you've got some really great people. Sam is hilarious. Yeah. She seems like she's an absolute rock for you. Nina, how long is Nina there for? Does she live there permanently? Do you live there permanently, Nina, or you visit him? Well, I came in uh, the end of October and I'm going to stay until April oh. for now. And maybe there's an option to stay longer. We'll just figure out. We'll see. I think that's <laughs> wonderful, Nina. Where are you from originally? I'm from Austria. From Austria. You see, gosh, yeah. isn't that that's quite, to me, amazing that people from other countries are coming in to, to lift up and help these animals. I am so impressed. And I say, I've seen the changes in the year that, that we spoke. And how I knew about you, Tina, was through Paul Shortino and Carmen Shortino here in Las Vegas, yeah. who are such big support. They love you. And that's how I found out. And that's how I yeah, found out. Right. And I was just so glad that I did. And it's funny because I was in touch with Carmen and Paul yesterday. One of their dogs, Elvis, is going to be in a video that's going to go viral because I was looking for a black lab for for a, a viral magic video with a friend of mine so i'll make sure i tag you in that because i think you'll get a big kick out of it um we've got three minutes left uh, what was my question oh i had a good question for you where is it oh i had a really really looking for that i just want to say hi mary lou mary lou's my biggest rock oh my god is she here in the states yeah she's in new hampshire hi hi mary lou this would never be as far as it is without Mary Lou. Oh, that's that's just fantastic. Hopefully, I'll connect with her as well on this side of the ocean. Um, yeah, you should do. She's great. What will 2016 look like for Galgos del Sol in your mind and for what you, where you are right now? Oh, my God. I haven't even got past Sunday. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so phase one, 2016, phase one needs to be finished. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we'll get started on phase two. All the Galgos on site, I'm hoping to have really spread the message much wider with the Galgaros, to be attending more competitions with education yeah. leaflets and regular... Uh, regular visits to the schools and hopefully schools visiting the center I, yeah. i'm kind of really hoping we create a really nice atmosphere that people see us as more than just the center you know that we're really a part of this community and that that it has to become completely unacceptable to mistreat any dog and, and for what we're doing at galgo well i think it's a wonderful vision that you've got for the year i don't doubt for one minute you're not going to get there because you've done some incredible work i want to say a big thank you to you and nina for for being with me today despite all the challenges have a nice drink after this we will be in touch with you we're <laughs> going to share this there'll be a repeat of this show and we'll make sure that everybody knows who didn't get a chance to actually listen in big thank you tina thank you for having us thank you Great nina and we want to close the show by saying remember you can help a pet in need either rescue adopt donate volunteer or share their information rescue your next family member replace the word shop with adopt and be kind to all animals including galgos in spain big thanks to tina and nina for being on the show wonderful to catch up and sharing their progress and take a moment to like them on facebook donate if you can they're an absolutely brilliant brilliant organization and watch their reality show on facebook it's oh you'll just love it thank you mike thank you jim welcome sam <laughs> thanks <laughs> tina thank you to you the listeners for being a massive part of the show every week and today you've been listening to vegas rock dog radio where it's all about pets people pop culture and galgus i'm your host sam the queen of rock and roll dogs see you next week everyone let's talk pets Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.